1: or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Good morning, Metroplex. 8 o'clock hour here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby back together again for the long haul. We got Peyton and Rai in the back. Peyton, did the two of them get along while I was out? for like two of the last three
3: shows? uh, Some. There was some bickering back and forth. You know, a couple fights broke out, but uh, no, they were, be- they were better for the most part. What
2: was the big fighter argument? Probably about Dak, some football
4: argument. Probably?
5: Yeah. Or like, we didn't talk about Dak at all.
4: Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I saw somebody had tweeted did you. Did you not? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we did a single Dak segment. Uh, somebody had tweeted you. I saw, they were like, yeah, you got to get back because they're not fighting enough. They're not bickering enough. This is not. Fun. They don't. They don't dislike each other enough right now. What right. about normal routines? It's just different. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's a different world. Like yeah. Some of the other soft radio
2: in town. This I have these high so. fivers. Yeah. I, I have to. Patty cakers. St-
4: I have to sit in your chair. The chi is off. I feel like a different person when you're out. Choppy. You know, he's bringing it in and out. He's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. It's yeah. just, it's a, it's, it's a different very energy. Different,
2: very different. Okay. Well, we are your home, in case you did not know, of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. They are in spring training. Josh Young is out for three weeks. Corey Seager is talking about possibly missing the start of the season. It has not been like a very fun off season. It feels like, mm-hmm. and those in the know are dinging us for it. Ralph
5: dinging a little bit. So they do like a you know, wins gained or losses based on your off season. Uh, you know they factor in player war uh, and all that stuff to see how many, how much better or worse you are. So for example, the Dodgers, right? The Dodgers are number one overall um in uh in, in, in projection for baseball. 105 wins is their projection. They've got a 28% chance of winning the World Series. They have gained twelve wins. Twelve wins, which is most in major league baseball. They they you know so
4: hey Homering he in his first uh, live BP yesterday. Yeah. They, they gained, did. They gained 12 wins and one giant Diva. Oh, Shohei? Yeah. yeah. No, Yamamoto. <laughs>
5: uh, the Braves are at number two. And the Braves have, interestingly enough, basically the same title odds as the, as the Dodgers. Dodgers 28%, Braves 27 which seems very, very high. Um, and then you go on. Houston is up next. But they did not gain a lot. They just project. They just say the Astros had a down year last year. And they project them to win about 97 games. Fourth is the Yankees. The Yankees gained the second most wins in the sport in the offseason with five. Did y'all see Giancarlo Stanton's
2: body? Was that an angle? Ooh. Or did he lose that much weight? And there's a report
5: that they still have an offer out for Blake Snell. S-O-T-A Yeah. So the Blake Snell offer is, uh, that's obviously the report out there. It's like, all right, you, you got to take something here, man. He is getting to the point where... He either takes a very, very short-term deal or he just basically rides it out and is still demanding his 9 for 270. The Yankees' offer was like 6 for 150. Um, but, you know, when you factor in luxury tax, that's the problem that guys like that are going to run into. The luxury tax is going to really ding guys. So the Yankees are fourth. The Twins are fifth. By the way, what do we make of stand? Are we going to say now that he
2: plays in a lot more games because of this? SOTA, where you can play thirty major league games after you lose that right. amount of weight.
4: Boy, it'd be a great tie-in, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, God, probably yeah. not. He's probably still just gonna be. He'll staying. have a calf. He'll have it. You know, it's, it's just because he said,
5: "I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to be a baseball player." I'm trying to be a baseball player again. Yes, what a quote! Trying to be a baseball player again. Like, finally, like, at thirty-four finally years old, finally trying to be you. a baseball player.
2: All right, what do you think? Like over the last three years, don't look. Mm-hmm. Did you already look? No. How many games played? Like has he not
5: gone over? Do you think the last three years? 20 or 20 or 20. Uh, let's see. Uh, is 2020 in that? No. Um, I will say he has not gone over 96 games. 70. He's played in 139, 110, and 101. Okay. That's way better than I it's expected.
2: Always, looking up
5: the actual injuries and games played for any sport, it's actually more games played than we think. Yeah, it really is. Twins are next. Orioles are next. The Orioles project for only 87 wins. I, I find that one very hard to believe. I think a lot of people are them to win closer to 100. You continue down, the Phillies at 87. Hmm. The Blue Jays at 87. Tampa at 86. Seattle at 86. So we're at 10 teams now? Now at 11. The Rangers are projected to win 86 wins, 86 games, less than 50% chance to make the playoffs, 2% chance to win the title. They lost three and a half wins. That was 25th in the sport, so only five teams lost more. Uh, and here's the write-up. They haven't exactly been idle, but they haven't made headline-grabbing moves, perhaps hamstrung by payroll concerns with the RSN saga, Diamond Valley. As a result, their biggest hope for outrunning roster-wide regression comes from good injury recovery news from guys like, you know, Wyatt Langford, Evan Carter, living up to well-deserved hype. Um, I'm sorry, age recovery news and their youngest players like those two live it up to the hype. But they have at least kept the transaction wire burning in hopes of building out the depth of the 40-man. They signed approximately 93 veteran pitchers to minor league deals over the winter. They're, They're exaggerating on that one. Some of them could end up giving Bruce Bochy a full season of bullpen options. Nevertheless, they still should have signed Josh Hader, economic uncertainty be damned. So what they're saying is, they expect a ton of roster-wide regression from a lot of the players. Now they already lose Mitch Garver, but they're saying you know maybe Nathaniel Lowe regresses or Josh Young regresses and he, you know he, um, and then Adolis regresses. Seager have an MVP year. That's that's the suggestion.
4: I mean, you're, yeah. you're I, I understand there's injuries and everything else, and it hasn't been the most exciting offseason. I'm zero deference, Time. zero deference at all to. The idea of let's not even put in the top third, and I understand it's a projection, it's a formula, whatever else, but like not even in the top third of Major League Baseball. You don't have the defending champs in the top third of Major League Baseball. You have them third in their own division. You have the Mariners and the Astros ahead of them. I just show a little bit of respect. (laughs) A little bit of respect. Because not showing them respect is also what led to them smacking people in the mouth along the playoff run.
2: I like when websites do this. They don't just they're not beholden to what happened in the previous standings. This is probably a little bit disrespectful.
5: Well, I mean, the Orioles one I think is the most disrespectful. They're going from are they're, they're they're docking them basically 13 wins here. Saying that they they overachieved by 13 games. And then the Rangers one is, is right there with them. Um now they're only knocking the Rangers four or five games there. Uh, because but well, we didn't have the regular season they had. But they had the regular season. The Rangers didn't have the regular season that Baltimore had, right? Um, you know, and look, it's certainly within the realm of possibility that the Rangers go from, you know, a ninety win team to eighty six. I mean, that's that's nothing, and it's certainly possible they go from a ninety win team to ninety seven. That that wouldn't that wouldn't be out of the out of the realm of possibility either. You know, you have a couple of good breaks, good little stretch. You catch teams at the right time. That's half the battle. When do you play? The, if you play the Dodgers this year do you catch the Dodgers when they're hot or when they're injured? Yeah. Right? And if you catch them when they're injured, I mean, you've just stolen a couple of games. All right, so there
2: it is. The Rangers just not getting that championship hype or love in the offseason, and we get that. Uh, We understand that with the age and the injuries and a lot of guys scheduled to miss, not just the beginning, but the first half Mm. of this thing with the old arms on the IL. All right, speaking of missing and hurt, Mike Trout, your boy. Mike Trout speaking for the first time since the Angels lost Otani, and he was asked again on wanting to win a championship in L.A.
4: versus leaving. I think the biggest thing right now is I think the easy way out is just ask for a trade. There might be a time, maybe. Uh, I've, I really haven't thought about this, but, uh, you know, when I signed that contract, I, I'm loyal. You know, I want to win a championship here, and... Um, Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's mainly, I think the, the, the overall picture of winning a championship or getting to the playoffs here is bigger satisfaction, bailing out and just taking an easy way out. So I think that's, that's been my mindset, you know, maybe down the road if something's changed, but that's been my mindset ever since the trade speculations, you know, came up.
2: I hear a little bit of that Pennsylvania. Down yeah, yeah, the road, you
5: heard it. Rude. That's yeah, the first time I rude. heard him talk. Down honestly. the road when I go get a hug. I, I've never heard him talk before. You I mean, never heard him I've
2: talk. I've never heard him talk once <laughs> before. He has zero
4: personality. Yeah, um, well, he has zero success. So as a right, with his yeah. team, so you would never <laughs> see him to impress junkets for playoffs yes. or anything else.
5: It's a, the road here. The road to the title. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, there's two schools of thought, right? Like your leave. You either guys like Trout losing but staying, like, are, is he avoiding pressure? Or is he soft? And then the other one is like, you're a ring chaser, like in the NBA. And like, which one's looked down more on?
2: Well, it has to do with how many times you jump, too. If Mike Trout left now, like, unless he maybe goes to the Dodgers, I'm not going to accuse him of ring chasing.
4: I don't think anybody you accused Lillard of ring chasing. Really, it was kind of like, yeah, you've been yeah. Uh, you put in your time. It didn't work out. Yeah, you're you're you get a pass to go to the Bucks and play with Giannis. Yeah, like I think that that I think it'd be viewed similarly with Trout
2: because Mike Trout's legacy right now is what? Write a sentence. Write a I mean, sentence for Mike Trout's legacy. I know what you're going to say, but I want to see if you have amended it. Best baseball player you've ever seen. Uh, yeah, he's
5: he's the most complete player. I've ever watched. Okay. You know, Barry was a really, really, I mean, Barry was a better offensive player, but you know, Barry was not, especially as he aged, not half the defensive player trout was.
2: Okay. So you're not editing, amending anything for injury whatsoever. He definitely
5: gets hurt. Are we getting towards a Griffey stage? Yeah. That feeling in your mind. Yes. He definitely gets hurt at the rate of Griffey. And from that standpoint, I mean, Barry bonds is better. Like Barry bonds, better hitter. Not even close. Um,
4: and for that standpoint, Barry bonds is better. Because he definitely stayed much more healthy. Mike Trout's legacy is going to be the shining example in the history of sports that it is a team game. That is what his legacy is going to be. Is that look how he will be the one that everybody always throws up of? Well, yeah, look how great he was. Never mattered like that. Assuming nothing changes here, now that's we, going to be his legacy.
2: Now we did this exercise for Giancarlo. Give me the most games played that Trout has had over the last three years. Uh, who's been more hurt, Giancarlo Stanton or Mike Trout?
5: It's... Well, Trout's played fewer games in singular seasons, but I also think he played more games than than, than Stanton did. I think Trout's most played games like 150-something. 115. 2021, 36. 2022,
2: 119.
5: 2023, 82. 82. He's played less games less than games. Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. Yeah less. He's the, he he's the most beat up guy in the league. Like he just does, doesn't in 2020 he doesn't he played heal.
2: 53 games.
4: Yeah, which was a
5: COVID. 60 game season. Yeah,
4: so. you know what? just pass the torch to Wyatt Langford. He's yep. ready to take it from you, Mike. He mic. just doesn't heal.
2: And we stay in the AL
4: West. What's going
5: on with the Athletics
4: now? Who who's rejecting them? Uh maybe Las
5: Vegas. Uh but that that could be it. So there's a uh there's a story out there that they're likely to move and play in Sacramento for a couple of years. After this year, uh, the league has to approve that. But Jeff Passan, this is a quote from Jeff Passan that said, the A's, this deal with, and he was on PTI, this deal with. You get approval for that hit? Yeah, right. (laughs) This deal with the city of Las Vegas, he ain't buying it. He's not buying they're going to Vegas? That's that's for you, Peyton.
6: (laughs) I thought he was not on the cut sheet. uh, It was from yesterday, Peyton.
5: We're still there.
6: There are doubts everywhere about the A's because here's the one thing that they have proven themselves adept at, being completely incompetent. The, you know, I was talking with somebody <laughs> yesterday, uh, doing a story on expansion, and, you know, the, the A's came up because the A's need to be in place in Las Vegas in order for MLB to expand two more teams, which is looking like it's going to be 2030 or so. But, uh, you know, this person who's been dealing with the A's is like, do they, do they know what they're doing? Like, is, is this a joke? <laughs> the whole process has been messed up from the start you know dating back 20 years to them trying to get a stadium in Oakland failing to do so and now they're going to go to Vegas and all of a sudden it's going to be smooth sailing in a city that really hasn't shown a lot of desire to have you uh, the entire thing from the beginning Tony has been a disaster and if this thing fell apart it would surprise absolutely nobody.
5: Can you imagine they announced they're going to leave as bad as it is in Oakland already and then now the deal falls apart in Vegas. If it does, I mean, what do you do? What do you do with that point? Just moving to Montreal, Portland, contraction, contraction, Nashville. What do you do? What a yeah. what a nightmare it is, and a nightmare.
4: I mean, I mean, the we the, the, were out there when the mayor's just like, go oh, back to Oakland. Like, uh, yeah. we, we, we're we, we, we I mean, like, if, if you really want what you want, like, we're really crowded over here. We don't Why really are they want rejecting any.
5: Rejecting them in Vegas, just the space. I mean, it's a it's a great location. I mean, they're they're right on the Strip. The Vegas people think they'd be better served up north, like north of town, because they don't want the congestion on the strip necessarily that you would have every single day. All right, there it is around the AL West on the home of the World Series champs. Find out
2: how you can hang out today with the KNC Masterpiece and Tony Pollard just a few hours away. We'll tell you about that. Plus, we got a poor one out for Best Buy and Boobs next.
1: With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: 11 o'clock. Their show starts at 10, but starting at 11, you can join the KNC Masterpiece along with Tony Pollard at Nebraska Furniture Mart. I'm jealous of KNC. That they get to do their show out there today, uh, Nebraska saved me with the new home process. Saviors. That
5: massive. I mean, my entire house was first with that. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. The rug selection. The rug selection. The rug selection was great. Because I did not want to go and get
2: like, I'm starting to get scatterbrained with ordering a couch mm. from here and get a fridge from there. And now I have to get blinds and then carpets and then having all these different delivery schedules and keeping track. I don't want to create a draft board for Mm -hmm. my furniture. And the Tolos and Ian reached out. He's like, stop by Nebraska. And I'd gone, I'd gotten my first couch in Kansas City from Nebraska furniture there, but I had not gone to this one. Holy crap. Even if y'all don't want to buy anything, just walk in. Just walk in and be blown away and amazed. Because this thing is a monster. Huge. You're going to see the patio furniture setting up, but from carpets to outdoor furniture, refrigerators, audio, visual equipment, lighting, beds, couches. And I just made it the one-stop shop, and they outfitted the new house uh, because of Christine, uh, Ian over there as well. Got to give props to Josh, so I'm jealous. K&C today starting at 11.00. With Tony Pollard at Nebraska Furniture
4: Mart. That's an awesome area too. That's over Grandscape. That's where we did the we did one of the firehouse stops there in the colony that was right behind there. And that was the they show up in that area because that was the one that was rumored yeah. was cold and we had drizzle and everything else. And they still were out there right at 5 30. So go ride you the Ferris wheel out there. Yeah, there's
2: a lot of stuff out there. There's dining room tables, dining room chairs, all of it. Nebraska furniture mart with K and C. Yesterday, I felt like a man a little bit. Oh, like boy. Going
5: to Home Depot. Yeah,
1: I oh, went to Home you Depot. You and like Peyton.
5: What? Like
2: Peyton.
1: That was
5: me. I went twice this weekend, Sean. For what? Uh, just appliances for the dishwasher or the uh, washer and dryer at the house.
2: Yeah, mine is a little bit less impressive.
4: <laughs> oh, his wasn't impressive. He said he no, still had is... to ask for help and that's stuff. Wrong that.
2: That's your questions, man. <laughs> no, nothing this is that. really bad. I, I, I went for boxes. Oh, no, nothing wrong with throw that. That's the only reason. No, Not any type of equipment. Not anything impressive. I'm watching all these real handymen yeah. going around with their two by fours, and the wife is like, "Yeah, I, we need to get some boxes to pack up." So we went in and got boxes at Home Depot. So I ended up spending fifty bucks at Home Depot on freaking cardboard. Man,
5: I wish I wish you would have just asked me. You didn't know I was moving. I didn't know you needed <laughs> no. I didn't know you needed boxes. Like I didn't know what your schedule was. Like you have I a have boxes. I have a thousand boxes sitting in the garage. You do? Yeah, just take them back. Take them back. Oh. Like, take them back. Oh
2: yeah, I should refund the boxes. We fifty bucks back. You have large, extra large, all sizes, everything, everything you want.
5: Oh, everything you want. Oh man, you're making my wife excited. Are these the Probably boxes? Storage.
4: Are these the boxes that got blown around and got you yelled at by the neighborhood? No, no,
5: no, no, those are di- those are different ones. But yeah, we just went on our neighborhood Facebook page. That anybody got boxes, and we got they're they're all they're all like some of them are like uh, some are in great shape. Yeah, some are a little bit ratty, uh, but yeah, I, I got I got plenty of. Bo- if you want them, I got plenty of. Bo- I don't know that uh, Sarah's going to let the wardrobe boxes go. Okay. Those are the big ones. They come with a bar. Yeah. You just hang all your stuff on them. But, yeah, we got we got plenty for you. And then today I'm showing our home for the first time at
2: 1030 to oh. hopefully sell. And, Bobby, you had some advice for me.
4: Did I? To What, what did I say? What did I say? Yes, we got you an oh, RJ gosh. moment. Yeah. Crap. Gotcha. I had advice for yeah, you. Yeah, I've lobbed
2: up. I just lobbed this up for you. Like the All Star Game, like I thought we were Luke
5: and Joker. I'm the only one here not allowed to pay attention. No, we're we're uh, we're, we're Luca and Dennis Smith.
4: Oh yes, that's what you you know because I thought. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Spin it. Orchard.com. That's go. what you need to do. You need to go to Orchard because they they handle all that for you. You don't even have to be there, Sean. Okay, there you go. You're I, I thought you were I thought you were setting up a joke about how I don't have a home no nope. that's what I thought I was nope. like this is just mean. no
2: nope. in the commercial break you're like I wish it was here at 5 30 so I could mention my sponsors so then I lobbed it up for you yes right yes. there
4: I, uh, that was that was that that was an RJ moment that was an RJ mm-hmm. moment all mm-hmm. right we gotta
5: pour one out for DVDs and boobs apparently yeah well let's let's start with that let's start with uh with Best Buy here uh DVDs are gone Best Buy is removing all physical media movies from the stores. Mm. When's
2: the last time you actually got one from Walmart, from Best Buy? You actually went and perused. Is it still DVDs that have been put out? They still sell DVDs?
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, not Best Buy, clearly, but I mean, like uh, Target and stuff, because I mean, I I know when I was doing my shopping on December 24th that there was a lot of DVDs out and stuff like that. I think the, the only time I buy DVDs recently has been... If I'm walking by and I see, like, at a 7-Eleven, it's like $1.99 for something. I'm like, oh, I like that movie, and I'll grab it there. That's it, But that's still very rare.
5: Yeah, so end of an era here, end of an era, they are getting rid of these movies. So the shelves, when you walk in, now these shelves, they've become real more boxes, really, right? Um, they've just become basically boxes where you just go in there, you reach in, you grab your diehard blu-ray for 599 that's basically what it is uh and now all of a sudden you don't have that anymore
4: I hate the I, I honestly do hate the the death of this era when when I, you like, buy, I, under,
2: I under, when you buy video games
4: mm-hmm. do they come like a ps5
2: game do they still come like in a CD looking thing
4: yeah I mean if you mm-hmm. buy them most people buy them all like directly off of the PlayStation Store or whatever else now and so there are, a lot of people don't even have physical copies anymore um but no I, I like I always, and I know we, we think back on it and romanticize at a time, the idea of, like, the blockbuster, like, oh, going into the blockbuster on a Friday night and, like, getting excited when, oh, my gosh, there's one copy left. Somebody just returned it or something else, and like, getting excited and getting the snacks and everything else, or just going into Best Buy and getting a new movie or something like that. Like, I do, I did love that. It's just, it's not the same when you're just like, yeah, Amazon click. Yeah. Yep, here's my code, confirm purchase. It's so, di- Best Buy is so different now because it's like you walk in and then,
5: You've got all your appliances on one side, and then you just pay there. You don't even go up to the front counter. There's no front counter anymore.
2: I don't know, man. I used to love the rush of the going into yeah. Toys R Us oh, yeah. and then the, the games, just looking at all the games, and you're going to get to pick one yep. and then driving home. So I don't know how it is. I've never bought an internet game. I've never bought a game online or
5: anything. Yeah, that's why the cover doesn't matter as much anymore because you don't buy the game. You just you just download it. So my kids buy the it'll um, be The Show or whatever, you don't, I don't go to the store and buy the game I just just buy it on on the, on the PlayStation or the Xbox and then the cover shows up on the screen that's what you click that's the icon you click
4: and then they're pouring one out in West Virginia they are and I understand this So this was a story from WhiskeyRiff.com that was going viral yesterday. They had noticed that over in Charleston West Virginia it's a sad day over there. Uh, they say if you've ever spent any time in the mountain states capital city chances are you ventured over to Hooters in Kanawha City. And he said, I used to live just a couple miles from Hooters, spent many evenings there enjoying wings and everything else. They are shutting that Hooters down. Oh, it is the last Hooters in that area. And people are so upset about this. They have started a Facebook event for Friday night. They are going to hold a candlelight vigil for the Hooters closing. <laughs> oh No. Now, I'll be honest. We, we got to be real here. Charleston, West Virginia is not South Beach. It's not. <laughs> it is not. Okay? It is not. What this, is, the client, what is so, it looking like? So when yeah, you talk about sell. here's a place well, – well, no, here's my thought. I'm, I'm not thinking that way. I'm thinking here's a place I knew I could reliably go and and see all the beautiful women that Charleston, West Virginia had to offer. I can come in here. I can see them. I can chat them up. I can have a good time. And now that's gone, and they're dispersed everywhere, and, and now you just got to take your off chances of running into one in a million in Charleston, West Virginia. <laughs> again, this is not like South Beach. You're now, not just going to run into them everywhere. But
2: have you ever been to West Virginia? Yes,
4: you have, I have. have, yeah. My dad, uh, my um, my grandfather lived in West Virginia. For well, years, so all I remember about West Virginia is driving like
2: up. It felt like I was always driving uphill. Yeah, you are. And on the side of the road, it had like the dirt, like yeah, the stops. Uh, the, the the runaway
5: the runaway truck lane. Right, and you would sit there and drive with that if you like needed to slow down. Yeah, that's all I remember. That's it. Yeah, I because uh, went to I went to Morgantown on a visit. For, during college, I almost went there for golf. Uh, no, that was just to go. That was just to go to school. It's supposed to be fun, awesome, fun it, place. It looked fun. Got and an MTV show canceled real quick. Yeah, it did. Was it Buck Wild? Yeah, but uh, I took one look at that campus and I was like, uh, that's Knoxville was hilly. It ain't got nothing on Morgantown. Holy cow, you are walking. I Even mean, your entire life is
4: walking up steps. West Virginia Mountain Mama. That's what it is. And speaking of hilly uh,
2: and tying into this. Um, and by the way, I've I've really become more of a fan of Hooters food over the years. I it's used good. to I used to be against the wings. I'm like whatever, da, da, da. but sometimes I crave the Hooters
4: wings. Mm-hmm. I love the sauce, the breading. You know, I I, I like it. I, the, the reputation for a while there was. I go for the wings was the equivalent of I read Playboy for the articles, like that was the same sort of thing. Like, yeah, I sure, did, you, I did. you go for the wings, but but legitimately, the food, like the food's always been pretty, pretty good. good. I've always pretty thought it good. was pretty good at Hooters, so yeah, same sort of thing. This is now, I, I want to talk about this next one before my wife gets in the car. Like, <laughs> yeah, so you know when when we reach the new year, there's all these prognostications of like what, who's going to be the artist of the year, what's going to be the new trend in technology or whatever else. There is a disturbing trend coming from a disturbing prediction from one prominent plastic surgeon in the UK. He says the hottest cosmetic procedure this year in 2024 is going to be breast reductions. Oh, gosh. Yep. He says more and more ladies are now prioritizing, and I don't think this is necessarily a bad idea, more and more ladies are prioritizing shape over size. So that they're going in there and saying, like, hey, can I get a reduction? And I'd like the more orb-like or whatever else. So <laughs> Orb? orb- <laughs> orb-like. I'll take a little sip. The, all, right, the, uh, all-, all right,
3: Newton. What that, else you got for? That is, the, that is the
4: line from Wedding Crashers, if you knew any pop culture chop. Uh, it says that breast reductions are going to surge, or, or breast reductions are going to become really popular. And the boob lift will become more popular. That people are going to want lift to lift and shake less and than. Yeah, lift and, and, and I know that this is. This is distressing news. you are about to hold a candlelight vigil for this, yeah. Track. this is like
2: either my number one or two feature. I would never marry or date for a long long time anyone without this feature <laughs> it's a it's a it's a prerequisite yeah mandatory yeah yes yeah i'm 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 big time there big well, time and, and I mean like this is something that this is you so, and I are opposite. I'm a butt guy a butt man well. A lot of times you can't get one without the other. That's fair. You That's know, fair. You, got, you got the curves everywhere. Yeah. But you probably prefer the reduction, and I prefer the enhancement. No doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, look, uh, as, as, I don't as even think you would date, you, you wouldn't be with someone lo- like,
5: I don't as know. As Joe Rogan says, I want I want a girl who looks like they can help you move a couch.
4: Okay. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> this yeah. is Well, and, and this surgeon, he, what he describes as he says, he calls it plastic remorse. That there's a, there was this huge trend of the Kardashian. Let me get the the big boobs mm. and the big butt. And that he said in recent years, you know, Tori, the butts are out of control. Tory spelling not, they're out
5: of control, man.
4: Tory Spelling, Black China, Chrissy Teigen. These are some prominent people who have had theirs removed. They've taken out their implants, and so it's becoming yeah. a more popular procedure. And now some people are just saying, I, I want to get the reduction, and I want the tightening. I want the tightening and the size. Yeah, man. I'm going. Uh, it's face one, and then this two and three. Oh
2: yeah. Face I, easily, one, you got to have a then, cute. Okay. Yeah. Face and then and then and then two and three, if two for and three. A face, if yeah. two and three aren't there, I'm out. Uh, I'm out for long term. Pepe, are you? Uh... I'm a butt guy. Okay, I like chop. yeah I'm I'm butt over
5: over boob. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the trucker.com text line, yeah. marry the butt buy the boobs oh it's <laughs> a good one that's a good one, to, that's a good one to live by. that is a great that you should yeah. put that on a shirt Yep. because it's, it's, you don't want to buy the butt man they're out of control right a uh, boob reduction is like slapping God in the face mm. that's what other people are saying uh I've always used the anything more than a a handfuls of waste. It,
4: ah <laughs> uh, it's waste you know it's uh I I was never I I, I was never like a big I, I was always the boob guy, but somebody had told me once they are like, becoming a butt guy is like a sign of maturity. It's like, you know, getting into scotch or something. (laughs) It's like, this 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 is the gentleman's approach. Are we
2: about to have a little fight amongst the Cowboys defensive line? Are we getting Micah versus Tank? And Bobby is in love with the Jordan rules that are being put on someone. A hit is being put out in the NFL. That's next in Below the Belt. Below the Belt. Below the Belt. But. Preference the belt. There you go. Go ahead, take it away. The great Bobby Bell. You ruined the morning.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra.
3: Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
4: I think so Don't make me take off my belt. Don't make me no, take no, off my belt. We're not- the Jordan rules are back. Now we know why Antonio Pierce got the job with the Raiders. More on that in just a second. First, Below the belts is brought to you by Johnson Fitness and Wellness Home Fitness Equipment Stores. And we've got to talk before we get to anything Antonio Pierce related or anything like that. we got to talk about this Micah Parsons interview. You know, when we were we were prepping for things Monday while you were out, Sean, Choppy and I were talking. And we were like, no, this is, this has got to be saved till Sean gets I appreciate back. that. This is one we have to, to talk about with Sean because I think everybody's going to have some hot takes on this. So Micah Parsons did this interview with Stephen A. Smith. After Super Bowl, uh, I believe it was still in Vegas, though, it looked like, but it was after Super Bowl. Uh, and they talked about a number of different things. That's where the the headline came out recently about uh, Micah saying that he had talked to Jerry, told him the types of players that he wanted, who he wanted to play with, the things he was looking for there. But there were a couple of really interesting clips here in regards to DeMarcus Lawrence. Obviously, everybody heard DeMarcus Lawrence talking about... We was burned out, man. We were, we was burned out. That's what he said. And when he said we were burned out, he said that, you know, look, we're the Dallas Cowboys. We're everybody's Super Bowl. We're taking their best shot every single week. And that that wears on you. It puts us in a, u- in a unique position, and it wears you out, wears you down. So Stephen A. Smith asked Micah, Micah, what do you think about what DeMarcus Lawrence had to say?
7: That's not a good enough reason or excuse to say that publicly. If you say that to someone else, you know what I'm saying, like one-on-one, you know what I'm saying, cameras off, sure, be my guest, but when I feel like once that regular season ends and they get in the playoff, you're supposed to get rejuvenated. Like, this is a whole new me, whole new you. Like, mm-hmm. we need to get ready. And that's part of that culture stuff where I was talking about where I where I want to dive into the players that we got to change, like, you should never go into a game like I'm tired, like I'm ready to, like I'm ready to go home. Cause that's exactly exactly gonna happen. And it did happen. I'm coming to the game every week, like, man, I got four more weeks left. I don't know what y'all got, but I got four more weeks left. Like, that's part of the culture and identity that I just feel like we're missing. Like Ooh. that I would like that's just something like, I don't agree with at all. Like, regular season, all right, yeah, I'm tired, like I'm wore out. But as soon as playoffs hit, knowing how limited and how Hard it is to win in playoff game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would never say I'm tired I or I, I feel fatigued because that's my job to not feel that way.
4: So, my wow. question is it possible to those are like all direct shots fired right at yeah. that? Lawrence. That's exactly what I wanted to know. Can you listen to what Micah Parsons there said there and divorce Demarcus Lawrence from Micah's criticisms? Like what Micah just said there, is it possible to say? That's not any sort of a criticism at Demarcus Lawrence. He's just talking generally. Or do you have to say no? That is a, that is essentially a critique of, a, of his teammate Demarcus Lawrence.
5: I mean, I don't know. if It's, it's I don't know. If it may necessarily a critique. It's a
4: it's a simple.
5: I disagree with what you said. Yeah. And, and I don't, you know, he may even but, though he may even though Micah may I mean, have felt fatigued.
4: I, I don't know that it's just because right.
5: yeah, sim- the micro
2: criticism is that he fades at the end of these years. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I, I don't know if it's as simple. Right. I don't know if it's as simple as saying that it's just a a criticism or or, or or whatever else. Because he says very specifically, they're like this is part of the culture that we have to get rid of. Yeah, he made this a bigger issue. Yes, like the tank is like a a a, a
2: problem with the culture. Yeah, Tank Lawrence, mm-hmm. who we all view as like the opposite. Like, if there was more Tank Lawrence's and talk and toughness, and maybe you think it's too much talking. You know, talk Lawrence, I've called him in the past, or the hot noise. But, man, this felt like direct shots fired. You want to give your theory as to why, or was that off air?
4: Uh, you don't off, have to. Off air for now. Okay. Might, might be for on air here in two weeks or so. Okay. Um, But it's interesting when he, he says that there. Well, let me let me, let me let me say something about Micah Parsons
2: real quick. Uh, in my opinion, Micah Parsons, I don't know this At all. You can speak to it, other people in the locker room. Micah Parsons is becoming an expert at saying all the right things publicly, and I don't believe that he practices all of them privately. I think he knows to say these things to Stephen A. Smith. He knows to say these big-time leadership statements on his Micah Parsons podcast. I don't buy that he practices it. I don't buy that he does it behind the scenes. I really don't. I think, I think I think you know he he's that person who goes out in public and is like you should love and cherish your wife you really should you know uh, is, is you know like 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 some of these fake pastors that have these documentaries about them on Netflix and other things that's kind of what I'm thinking and feeling about Michael Parsons when he speaks now like Jerry Jones I roll my eyes I'm to that point now with Michael Parsons where I roll my eyes because I don't believe he practices or puts into play what he's actually talking about. He's saying all these right tough things. That's not what I hear happens behind the scenes. That's not what I hear.
4: This is a... Is this, that accurate? Behind um, the scenes
2: of what you can say?
4: I think that there's definitely a, a feeling like there's still some maturing that needs to be done with Micah. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. Let me
2: ask it a different way to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, better leadership, Micah Parsons or Tony Romo? Yeah. Uh. And if you are eyeing and thinking that similar, te- well, that that based upon what I know about your view on Romo's lack of leadership, that's not good. For I, don't, Micah. I, don't,
4: I don't. I don't view. I think Mike is a great player. I don't view Micah as a leader necessarily. Um, and, and look, I mean, it's, it's and he loves to talk like it. it look, it's he like,
2: loves to talk how he's Kobe. He loves to talk how he's Jordan. He wants to be thought of as like that alpha male
4: boss and a leader. And he's not. I think it just doesn't sound like he is. It's similar to the Kyler Murray thing where it's like And that's fine if you're not. Stop talking like it. Yes. So that's my that's what I was about to say. It's similar to the Kyler Murray thing, other than Kyler just has kind of made it clear he doesn't want that. Mm. Where Micah tries to embrace it. But it's yeah. a similar thing where it's like, hey, you you naturally kind of have to step into a leadership role being what you are. Uh, but like Kyler kind of didn't want it. But it's the same sort of thing. I think Mike wants it. It's just I don't know that he has grown into that yet. There's still some growth that needs to take place. Ezekiel Elliott had to kind of grow into that a little bit while he was here. I think Micah's
2: trying to look good for the cameras and the the microphones. He knows how to. Too much moodiness, too much of a malcontent, too much of dodging some responsibility behind the scenes. These are all some of the things that I've heard. And there are people in that building who agree. And there are people in that building who agree. So you can't be coming out here publicly. If I was the rest of his teammates, I'd be rolling my eyes. And if I was Tank Lawrence... Woo! I know what Tank said. That's gonna haunt him like the Jason kid. No one's dying. I would not be happy at all if I was Demarcus Lawrence and I heard that. Mm -mm. Because, dude, you just made it sound like I'm part of what holds this team back in terms of winning big time. You thought don't if you want to if you want to address my statements individually, specifically, fine. Don't not don't ever talk about me again is part of the bigger problem around here in terms of
4: the culture. Keep that word out your mouth to C word. So this is interesting here. This is a defensive Dak Prescott from Micah Parsons. Going to bat for teammates. Now, what's interesting is generally whenever you're trying to accept blame or talk about blame or whatever else, players typically will say, We had too many penalties or we did this or they they talk very we focused. Now if it's a individual problem they'll take it as themselves let's say i fell short this way I'd, it's very rare that you get a name check well in his defense of dak prescott Stephen a smith there were a couple name checks this is a longer clip but uh listen for the 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 call outs here
7: well people are failing to realize and this is where accountability culture leadership all takes places there has to be a point in time when dak does throw a pick in a crucial moment same way pat did and i gotta say yo four don't stress it i got you we're gonna get a stop right here you just need to come back like how I know you can. So come y'all back. haven't been able to do that? I wasn't able to do that against San Francisco back-to-back years? You weren't able to do that against Green Bay? Are you kidding me? San Fran, San are you kidding me? Okay, San Fran game, you can say we could've won that game. We held them to 13 or 19 points, something like that. That That's great work, right? But Green Bay game, we could've done better. That's accountability. I'll never just say, like, no. I felt like when he threw that pick, we should've held them to three and we should have got off the field. Okay. But what, Dak didn't make uh, D-Law jump off sides on 3rd and 5 on that first That's goal true. trip. That's true. Dak didn't make Deron Bland do hands in the face what got him the first I out there was 3rd and long. Right. Everything was going to point back to that point when Dak threw the pick, but Dak shouldn't have been to a 7-0 start.
4: So, interesting. Mm. Any issue with that? Do you have any issue with, because there's not a lot of, it is we, it's, hey, we got to do better as a defense, and then it's Dak didn't make D-Law jump off sides. Dak didn't make Deron Bland do hands to the face, but then there's not also Dak didn't make me get blocked up pretty consistently throughout the game and not impact. Dak didn't make me run the opposite yeah. way and leave things open for Aaron Jones. There was none of that. No,
2: I don't have any issue with it. It's good that he's taking up for his quarterback. My, my issue is, what, 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 what's today's date? Uh, today is the 20th, right. right? Well, last week was one. Yeah, okay, us just say this well, is the 16th. Yeah, 16th. Okay. When did they play the Packers? Uh, about a month prior. Okay. Month. So we're about a month late. And I know that there are people looking for Micah to, you know. And again, you're in the moment, heat of the moment. But instead of ducking out of the locker room and scurrying off, now you want to get your nice statements and your I am leader statements ready and prepared a month ago. Again, I I roll my eyes at it. It, it, You know, it it doesn't mean much to me. When Jerry talks, when Micah talks, I'm like, okay, whatever. It's time. Stop talking. Like, it's time. Nothing but action. Nothing but action. Nothing you say matters at all. Zip zero. Don't fade at the end of the season. Don't fade in the playoff game. And stop humiliating the city uh, while coming up short. Everyone's tired of it. Everyone is sick and freaking tired of the talking. I was tired of it with Tank, and I'm tired of it with this guy. That's me.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that it's tough because you don't want to totally discount somebody who's trying to say, we have to be better. Like, like you, you embrace that. You embrace somebody saying that this has got to be better. This is failure. Like calling it what it is. No, he
2: says this no, every I know. year. I'm... You know,
4: I'm not attacking you. Yeah. Every, every year in Oxlar, we
2: hear the same thing with a sit down with Ryan Clark and them with the pivot. Mm-hmm. We got all the pieces. Well, now, then what happens at the end of the season when you get your ass kicked? We don't have enough guys. Oh, I don't see why we, why are we not the top team in the NFC? Why are we—every single year, he acts like they're going to go undefeated and run the table and win it all. And then at the end is, I need more help. I need more pieces. It's the culture. We don't have the dogs. Like, it's just so inconsistent. This is back and forth it's like a yo-yo. It's like being on a cowboy yo-yo. But at the start of every year in Oxnard, for that sit-down, when he feels like talking, when he when, when he wants to click on the the, the media spotlight and personality, it's— why not us? We got all the pieces. We could be all-time great. We can be all-time great defense. These aren't things I'm just throwing out to make a point. He said all of these things. He did and I'm just like, stop talking about it.
4: Like, good gosh, I'm just tired of the whole team. I really am. Don't talk about it. Be, be about, about it. it. And that I mean, honestly, that's probably that's where things have to get with a point of maturation with him. Where, where he's just got to grow in that sense now look I think that there's there's a lot he does on the field that's exciting he's a great quote like you say there you know when you see it as a standalone I remember he had the line I think it was before uh before last season I think it was the pivot interview that he did where he said he had the great quote he said I'm tired of watching Super Bowls and sweets well you did it again this year like it's a great line but like in reality you didn't even get to – it wasn't just you didn't get to the Super Bowl. You didn't get to where you were absolutely supposed to be, the divisional round. You were not supposed to lose to Green Bay, and you guys all collectively made that happen. The quarterback, the head coach, the defensive leaders, the you know receivers, everybody was part of just an epic collapse.
2: We'll do uh, the Jordan rules. Maybe we'll do Jordan rules with this NBA story. You're going to be shocked. I just okay. found it. All right. You're going to be stunned. Okay, All of us, and maybe all of you – actually loved this event more than you actually thought. I don't believe it. See if you do. God bless you, Choppy. Let's start off the final hour of Sean and RJ after this.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.